Hey, it's Betsy and welcome to You'd Like to Know. Today I'm doing a solo episode and Emma will be doing one next week. We decided to kind of break it up like this and do some solo episodes because I no longer live so close to Emma. I used to be like neighbors with her and so we would just, you know, hop on over even on a snow day or something like that. And of course now we've decided like we're not going to do or I'm not going to do quarantine pods anymore. I'm just going to mask everybody and stay away from everybody. Um, which is hard, but I think it's the right choice for my family. So she had been coming here. I would go there and we were sitting outside, but it's just been so cold lately. We decided we're going to take a couple weeks and do some solo episodes and hope that it gets a little warmer soon so we can go back to um, outside with our electric blankets and masks and all that fun stuff. So let's talk about me. No, I'm just kidding. So I I wrote out a couple things I want to talk about today, but I want to start by reading a little quote from my journal, which I never do, but I I wrote something today and it felt very like Carrie Bradshaw in tone and not in the whiny way. So, or maybe, maybe in the whiny way, we're going to find out. So today I wrote, there's something about winter days that just drives me to low hanging fruit. The easy choice is hardly ever the right one. I urge myself to continue to prioritize my hobbies and new work and practice over distracting Tinder guys who ask questions like, oh my gosh, do you play the fiddle? No shit, Brian. It's in my bio. And there's a photo of me and my violin in my pictures. Beautiful. Anyway, you know, a a reading from the uh, diary of (laughs) Betsy. Glory be to you. Okay, this is getting really fun. Um, so a little blasphemous. It's fine. I wanted to share that quote because I've been doing my best to focus less on random ass people and more on me. I'm not random to me. So, um, well, that got, that kind of took a deep turn. I'm going to comment on everything I say. So if you don't like that, please leave. Um, today, one of the things I want to talk about is the TikTok I made. If you want to follow me on TikTok, that's probably not a good idea, but you're welcome to. It is a whole hodgepodge. But one of the things that I talked about um, was match made in hell. So why don't we like listen to that TikTok really quickly? If it'll load, that'd be kind of cool. I don't know, right? You know how people always talk about like a match made in heaven? Well, I'm starting to think there's this thing called a match made in hell. And it's like your match made in heaven, but like the complete opposite. So they're completely wrong for you. Like maybe their sign is opposite yours on the astrological chart. Like, or they're the same sign as you. And you're like, holy shit, I can't date myself. Um, but somehow you are like addicted to it a little bit. Being like the sex is probably really good or something like that. Tell me your story. I'd love to hear it. So... With that, I had a couple people comment, and this one girl said, I'm an Aquarius, and I dated both my Zodiac twin and opposite. Don't do it. And I thought that was really interesting because um, over the past few months, I have talked to both my opposites and my twin, which I'd never heard it be called like Zodiac twin before, but you know, we'll use her term. So one of the people that... I had mentioned on a previous episode, uh, you may remember the how's your mom doing and does your mom need any produce? Yeah, that guy. He and I, turns out he is also a Scorpio. And I had dated a Scorpio before my high school boyfriend was a Scorpio and uh, we will not discuss that. (laughs) But as an adult person, I had not dated a Scorpio and I hadn't like 
hooked up with a Scorpio or anything like that. So I was kind of interested mainly because of that. And I think he really wanted me to be interested for another reason, but it really was that I feel a little bad, but he's been kind of trying to play games with me. And I was telling Emma, like, sometimes it feels like I'm playing chess with myself because Scorpios are like, and Emma, of course, can attest to this too, a little dark, a little manipulative. Uh, You know, we have the way that we want things to go and we're pretty stubborn about that, but we'll try and kind of convince you that maybe our way was your idea. So this guy was like trying to convince me like he was flirting with me, like he wanted to sleep with me. And I was like, eh, that's not really my game, like whatever. And then I kind of brought that up. I was like, oh yeah, that's not going to happen. So he was like, oh, that's fine. And he didn't talk to me for a while. And then I realized maybe I did want that to happen. So I slid back into his DMs and we were DMing for a while. And, um, suddenly it doesn't seem like he was as interested. And I was like, hmm, okay. So then he starts saying, well, we should date. Like, I, you know, you're just going to love me and leave me. Like you don't want to have a relationship or you don't want to go out. And I was like, if you would like to ask me out, you are more than welcome to. And he took that pretty much exactly like I thought he would, you know, he was trying to convince me, oh, we should date. And then in hopes that I would say, yes, let's date. But I didn't do that. You know, this is totally like game after game. But I was like, I don't think that we should date because you don't want what I want. And I pulled out, you know, the children's names and everything. I was like, yeah, like you don't want this life. Like you don't want to deal with this. Like this is what I want. And there's no way that you want that. And yes, that is a rhetorical device. But it's also, you know, there was a lot of truth in it. I wasn't lying to him. Like those are the things that I want. I don't necessarily pull that out with most people that I'm like trying to date actually, but I knew he was trying to mess with me. So he goes, oh, you're right. Maybe we should just sleep together. And I was like, you can't see, but I'm smiling. Yes, that was, that was the goal. But I, you know, I wasn't going to tell him that anyway, we still haven't slept together. So who knows, but Scorpio with Scorpio, it kind of feels like a match made in hell in that like we're both playing these games and I don't like to play games. I really try not to, but if you play a game with me, I cannot help it. Like I'm going to play back. Um, but he was doing kind of things that I used to do. Like he was making moves that I have made. And so I was like, oh, you're like 15 years older than me. No, you're like 13 years older than me, but we, you make moves that I made when I was like 16. Great. Amazing. So glad to see that. Um, the other thing that girl mentioned was your opposite. So something that I didn't think about for a long time, but is pretty prevalent, I think, and really relevant, not prevalent, revel, relevant, relevant. One of the words, <laughs> one of the things that is really relevant about that is that your direct opposite on the circle, you know, the Zodiac chart, the, the person, not the person, the sign directly across from you, you either will match super well with or you'll butt heads with. And I think it really depends on the people at the long run and long run and what the rest of their chart looks like and stuff like that. But for the most part, I have clashed with every Taurus that I have ever had any romantic inclinations with. I have some great friends who are Tauruses and they're awesome most of them aren't straight. The straight ones are a little hard to deal with. Um, but 
I used to date a Taurus. I was hung up on him for literal years. And after I kind of got over him, I hung out with a couple other Tauruses. And then I realized these people have very similar patterns. Like they're kind of all avoidant attachment styles and like very interesting. Uh, Why are they all the same? And I was trying to come up with some reason. I was like, okay, looking at them like, well, they are all musicians or they all do these things. Turns out they're all Tauruses. Oh, so I kind of have a, a moratorium on Tauruses at this point. I don't think I'll be dating any Tauruses anytime soon, but who knows, you know, I try not to, unless it's like crazy, but I haven't met any that I have that great of chemistry with yet. So if you have a match made in hell, I'd love to hear more. Either respond on TikTok. My handle is at B-E-T-S-Y-P-O-D-S-I-A-D-L-O, same as my Instagram, uh, or you can DM us at you'd like to know podcast. I'd love to hear it or send us a sound bite. Maybe we'll put it in the podcast. We haven't done anything like that yet. So let's see what's next. What more can I say? Oh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about soulmates since we had our little soulmate episode last week. Soulmates and um, manifesting your soulmate. So that's like a thing that I've seen a lot lately is people being like, oh yeah, I'm going to like write down in my magic manifestation book, like what I want in a partner and they'll just appear. And I don't believe that that's a thing. I think manifesting is totally real, but I don't, I don't know. It's tricky because it's like, I have actually avoided doing really detailed manifestations for that kind of thing because pardon me, I'm literally sitting in a hundred year old chair. It's fine. (laughs) I've avoided doing that because I worry, like, you know, a lot of the things that I've manifested, actually everything so far, has happened. So I kind of am like, okay, if I at 22, probably not the peak of my emotional maturity, manifest someone that I think will be good for me now, and they're not good for me later, but I've like manifested it. Like, do you get what I'm saying? I'm literally having commitment issues with like writing in a journal about a person. That is terrible. So I try not to do that, but what manifesting your soulmate and like all the stuff that I've seen on TikTok and stuff lately about, about that is, and this whole idea with like getting a psychic to draw our soulmates, like, I think we're really curious as a generation to know something about the person we're going to end up with before it happens or before we meet them. And it's like, so we know what to look for, or we have something to look forward to or whatever. And I remember growing up, I used to like think about my like perfect person or whatever. and like, try and send them a message and be like, I don't know where you are. (laughs) This is so embarrassing, but I'm thinking about you and I don't know who you are or what. Like, I don't know. I would do that though. I would sit and I would think, and I'm like, wow, someone's probably dreaming about someone just like me. And that sounds weird, but it's probably true. And I'm sure there's someone like, man, I really want a thick brunette who has a weird podcast and uh, is a musician and has an ungodly amount of candles. So if that's you, uh, hit me up. But anyway, I think this whole idea of like wanting to be able to have some information about your soulmate that I feel like is really, really intense in this generation of people is probably because we have so much access to people online. Like I can tell, actually I was looking at my Instagram 
um, what's it called? Like my follower breakdown is what they call it. I had never looked at it before and I realized I'm followed by 68.4% women and 31.6% men, which awesome. And, uh, you know, a lot of them are within my same age group and stuff like that. And I realized like, I have all of this data. Like I can tell you where they are. I can tell you like all sorts of stuff about these people just based on like the fact that they follow me on Instagram. And so I think we're so obsessed with like this data and analyzing it and trying to make our lives almost more search engine optimal, which is hilarious because we're humans, um, that we think if we can find even a breadcrumb of a detail about the person we're supposed to be with, that we'll be able to like, I don't know, find them faster. But I think for me, you know, the whole soulmate drawing thing was mainly just like a good thing to do on the podcast. I don't know if my soulmate will actually look like that. Um, by the way, the lady we used is artistic psychic on Etsy. And I don't know if she's really accurate. I guess I'll put my review in like 15, 20 years when I meet this person or whatever, if it works out, I'll, I'll write her a good review. Um, but I, I think, you know, I, I'm not super attached to that result and I try not to stay to be attached to any results. And especially lately, I've been trying to uh, really just kind of focus on doing the things I enjoy and trusting the process and like having a weird amount of faith, like things will work out. And I feel like that's become harder and harder in this whole coronavirus climate and stuff like that. But I think it's worth having and it's worth attempting to have, I guess. So, so yeah, another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I wrote a couple notes, so I'm kind of going off of that right now, but I've been working on changing my attachment style. So there is a book about attachment styles. I haven't read it. I, you know, who has the time? I'm just kidding. I, I definitely want to read it. I should get on that, but I have about nine other books that I'm in the process of reading or about to read, or, you know, in the queue, I guess is the best way to put it. So there are different degrees of attachment, I guess. And I learned about this on TikTok and other podcasts and articles on the internet. So clearly I'm an expert, uh, but I kind of wanted to just talk about my experience. I have always been kind of an anxious attachment person and at some point, at some points, even avoidant attached or avoidant, avoidant attachment. Um, so I've been kind of working on that because I don't think that that's really like a healthy position for me to be in or to put myself or the people I care about in, in the long run. So I wanted to kind of work towards a more secure way of approaching relationships and even friendships. And I've been kind of just trying my best to, you know, when I need a comfort or I'm looking for some sort of, I guess, comfort again, like, you know, that's the main thing is like, this is such a weird time to be alive. And now it's winter and it's cold. And like my whole thing about low hanging fruit, like sometimes you just need someone to give you warm thoughts. <laughs> that sounds so sexual, but it's really not. I promise. Sometimes things go wrong. Like last night I set a small fire accidentally <laughs> by, um, baking my polymer clay in the toaster oven because my mom didn't want me to use the oven. And it was scary. And I was sad because I spent a couple hours making really cute polymer things. And then they were all, you know, burnt completely crispy. Like they're black anyway. Um, and so, you know, I was looking for some sort of comfort just because I was sad. 
And I'm realizing more and more that like when I'm sad, although it can feel temporarily good to, you know, seek out the arms of the lover, God, that sounds awful, but you know, talk to somebody else or find someone who cares about me or thinks they care about me or something like that to just at least match my energy. Um, in the long run, it's not making me happier, but in that moment, it's kind of like a band-aid for the situation. So I'm trying to do less of that. Um, I found myself throwing, well, like back to the polymer thing, polymer clay. I've been throwing myself more into my hobbies and less into like things I can post on Instagram. I mean, I still do post and I'm going to, I will post, like I enjoy it so much, but I'm not doing as many things. I'm not doing it for the gram. I should just stop there. I'm not doing it for the gram <laughs> or for the TikTok or whatever. I'm just kind of like doing it and that along the way I'm like, oh, this could be cool. I don't know. So I'm working towards like a more secure attachment and um, I think I'm on my way. So that feels good. I'm trying to think of other things to say. I mean, let me check the you'd like to know DMs. What an annoying thing to do. Oh, I have DM'd us. <laughs> I put a little thing on my story talking about what we're doing. Oh, someone named Instagrammer, classic, texted us, hello. Wow, I love that. And uh, yeah, we don't have very many people asking us questions. And that's fine because we're a pretty small pod. Um, but if you would like to ask us any, and especially I know Emma would be appreciative for her episode next week, feel free to DM us at you'd like to know podcast on Instagram, or you can shoot us an email that we have literally checked twice. So that could be where all the questions are, but I doubt it. Um, I'm going to leave you with just a fun piece of advice for no reason at all. And that is uh, something I heard on We Met at Acme a couple weeks ago. I think this is the episode from two weeks ago. I was looking at it earlier with Tanisha Wood. She's a matchmaker. And um, Tanisha and Lindsay Metzelar, who is the host of that show, were talking about writing down your wants versus your needs in a relationship. And, you know, we, I was just talking about, you know, finding your soulmate. And I think you'll find a lot more of a picture of what your soulmate is based on like what you need and being able to identify your needs. So if you are really trying to cling to something through this nasty time, I don't blame you. It's really hard to like get excited about anything, but you want to, right? Like I really want to be excited about something. Um, so I think I'm going to do it and hopefully Emma will do it too. And we can share at some point or at least talk about the process, but I'm going to write down like maybe my emotional and even physical needs and just kind of delineate this not formula and not a checklist. Like they were very adamant about that on their podcast or on their episode. Um, but really just something to be thoughtful of and thoughtful of, thoughtful on, whichever one. Um, and something that you can add and change as you get to know yourself and you get to kind of move forward. So thank you so much for listening. This was really weird. Uh, I recorded this episode a couple different times, but you know, trying it 
making it work. Um, thank you so much. You can find us at you'd like to know podcast on Instagram. As I just said, please send us an email if you're interested on either being on the the show, or if you have something you want us to talk about or a question or really anything, um, at you'd like to know, or I'm sorry, you'd like to know podcast at gmail.com, not at you'd like to know podcast at gmail.com. That is special. Um, Finally, you can find me on Instagram at B-E-T-S-Y-P-O-D-S-I-A-D-L-O. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next week for Emma's solo episode. Mm -hmm.